about a year after, I, I went to my cousin and said, what did you mean, play your cards right? And he said, you know, it's all about people. You need to understand what you can give people and what people want from you and how you can work together with them. And that was the first time that I realized that business was about people and relationships. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Five People on the Road, the show that's all about tools and approaches for success for the most brilliant people. My name is Meitao Ziavi. I'm your host. And today we have Dori Gurvitz. Yes. Right. Nice to meet you. Hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. He is an expert in business development and in sales. And today we're going to talk about how can you keep selling during hard times? I mean, right now, too. everyone are struggling and it seems like it's such an important topic. Yeah. So... First of all, tell us a little bit about your experience. Uh, what kind of companies did you get to work with? Uh, how did you get to business development? You told me you were a musician. So I feel like it's such a huge leap from that. Right. But I'm still right. very curious. Yeah. So um, it's true. So I did start my career in the music world. <clears throat> in fact, I came to New York. Um, I came to New York to be a musician. I did it for about a year, and in this year, I realized that world wasn't for me. It was, again, I was very young, I was very naive, I, was, I came with a vision of being a rock star just by the sheer fact of who I am and my personality, and I very quickly realized that this is uh, a business that's about people, relationships, and I didn't know how to deal with that or manage that. And, and I realized it was a hard business because you needed to do a lot of favors. And that's something I wasn't, how I grew up, it wasn't that way for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was very naive. So when I came to Kenya, when I came, I grew up actually in Africa, originally from Israel. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Africa. So I kind of grew up in a, in a bubble. Um, and so that's how I started. And after the first year of doing music in, uh, in New York City, I realized that uh, it, it was a scary business. I had no clue how to even maneuver in that business. And so I decided that that wasn't for me and I was going to go to go and study business. But I did have a roommate who said, Dory, I'm going to play guitar for the rest of my life. And I said, you know what? If that's your passion, why don't you stay with me rent-free, hang out with me? And sure enough, he became a rock star. Really? Yeah, he's a legit rock star, uh, very big um, and uh, super successful. And uh, uh, he was very big in the 90s, um, had some, during some drunken spurs, very typical to rock stars. He was under some crazy drunken spurs, invested in some stuff that no one would think would actually happen and turned out that it was great. He invested in copper mining. He was drunk one night, somebody asked him, if you wanted to invest in copper mining, I think it was in Latin America. Sure enough, it worked out. But um, that, that was him. That wasn't for me. I ended up going to business school, to NYU. Do you ever regret it? Yes, I do regret it now, but I didn't know what I didn't know. So um, at the time, that was the best decision for me in order for me to navigate my life. But knowing what I know now, all my three children are musicians. Mm. And that actually allowed me to help them navigate them and their career in that space. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's good that you pass it forward because I feel like it's a dilemma that a lot of people are dealing with. Should you go to the star, 
starving artist or go for something that's well can sustain you better something practical so, something well, practical I think at the end of the day where it comes to it's really about your personal conviction how committed you are mm -hmm. to that end result that you want to see yourself in I realized as I was going through that process and dealing with those people as much as I loved music I didn't it, it I couldn't my personality did not allow me to make certain sacrifices that were needed for me in order for me to start at the bottom and move up and do these particular favors it just wasn't for my personality so that's why I ended up leaving but my roommate he was super legit played music it was music that actually got him there it wasn't the favors he needed to do once he became once he got signed on he needed to do certain stuff that he wasn't excited about but he was already signed on to EMI records oh wow yeah yeah yeah. yeah I mean I mean his story was crazy because what happened he was a barman in the limelight mm -hmm. during the days of limelight when it was one of was a nightclub before it became a gym and a shopping center and the band was supposed to show up never showed up he was a barman with these two other guys who were in his band the manager says hey band is not showing up can you guys go and play and they said yeah fine let's do it and there was somebody from EMI records there loved the music 10 days later the guy was signed I mean oh what that a was, that was story uh, yeah it's so and beautiful he, and actually it's funny because he lives in England now and uh and he has a show on BBC so I went to him I met him in the BBC and we were talking about it he said and for many years he thought he was bigger than all of us but he said look you know when you get older you get sober a little bit about your life in the sense that you know I had really really big breaks and that was one of the biggest breaks that he acknowledged that it was the talent but it was the perfect you know being in a perfect place right time with the right people doing the right thing it happened to him and that's what uh, made his success I love this story yeah. okay let's go back to our topic yeah so this is how you got into business and obviously you're very good at it since you have like so much experience in this point and I'm wondering, what do you mean when you say keep selling during a crisis? How that is even possible? Everybody are freaking out. Right. Well, look, business, it's about selling. You have, you have something that you provide someone and somebody wants that. So it's about that sale. It's about that relationship. And one of the things that I learned along the way that business is about relationship it's not about what product you have what a great product you have because your product could be good today and tomorrow it won't be that great uh, but what always lasts it's relationship if you trust me if you know that if dory sells something to you you know if something goes wrong dory has your back or not dory it's the company has mm -hmm. your back but dory is the part of the company that's saying yes i got your back and so especially when it comes to hard times challenging times as we're going through right now it's not so much about the product yes in some cases the product is super important but in today's world where there's so many different flavors of the same thing it's about the relationship it's like do you trust me that if you buy something from me and something goes wrong i have your back and i'm not gonna say oh i'm so sorry and then you need to deal with whatever happened in today's world because of the relationship if you trust me and i trust you you know that you can trust me that if something happens i'll take care of you no matter what and especially the higher you go 
in, in the hierarchy, people need to make decisions. And I've got to a point where my sales are not of in the tens, but it are in the millions and are much bigger. And so the challenge around that, how do you make sure that when you sell something, that person on the other side has the comfort level that if something goes wrong, you're going to take care of it. And that's mm -hmm. the distinction. And how do you know? It's about developing a relationship. That's what it's all about. It's about connecting with a person. And so, yes, in the beginning of the process, yes, I have something great that you want. We engage on that. But beyond that, you also want to understand the person on the other side. Who are they? Is the personality? What challenges do they have? Why are they speaking with you? And are there any connecting points that can elicit that trust between you and that person? Are there any particular hobbies that you guys have together? Um, are there any particular things that you can provide that person that the person is curious about that you can share with them and expand, expand their horizon? It's, it's about your relationship. It's just like a relationship between two people who meet, hey, I like you, you like me. Let's develop a friendship. And so one of the things I've realized that most of my relationships now came out of business. And I have some great relationships that are all around the world. I have friends all around the world, all around the world. But the reality came because of us developing a relationship. And one of the things, especially in the tech space, because there's so many conferences, we keep on seeing each other. Mm -hmm. along throughout the years. And that bond gets deeper and deeper. And especially when you have that personal relationship there, because one of the things is, you know, people move different companies. So one day you're in this company, the next day you're in that company. And the same with me. How can I help you? And when you move to another company, you said, oh, you know what? I know that person. That person really took good care of me. I know that they're great. That person has something that I want. Why don't you come over? And then especially when uh, you work with people that you've worked with in the past and they are comfortable with you, they feel very excited bringing you into those companies because they know that you've done a good job with them. You will make them look good. You provide them either the goods or the service that they want. And that makes everybody, it's a win-win situation. So it moves less about the product or the solution. It's more about the relationship. And so, especially in today's challenging world where everything is shrinking, the budgets are shrinking, and there's so many products that are very much the same, similar flavors, where is the trust? Where is the trust? And in today's world, in reality, business is all about trust. Do you trust me? Do I trust you? Is there trust between us as individuals? Can we bring the trust that we have between our two companies and put it together so we can move forward? So it's all about the trust. It's all about the relationships. And for me, I love people anyway. So it's very easy. It's very easy for me to do because it's about engaging with people, learning about them, finding out where you have common factors and take it from there. And all my friends now, they've moved. When we started, what's nice about it, when we, we started very low, but slowly you move up the hierarchy And the higher you go, the less people you can trust. It's just one of those things in business that are challenging. And so bringing those trusted relationships that you develop throughout the years brings that comfort level. And in challenging times, those are the relationships that are best to drive and engage with business. So you don't believe in the sentence that in business there are no friends? 
No, I believe in business. There are friends. There are no friends when it comes to very specific business dealings. But in business, um, especially on the sales side, not deals, but mm-hmm. on the sales side, and even deals, there are friends. Friendship is very important. Trust is the currency of business. If it's not there, it's going to be very challenging. Interesting. And did this perspective ever hurt you? Uh, if it hurt me... Yeah, like if... Did you trust someone that you shouldn't have? Not really. I'll, I'll tell you how it hurt me. Not No, because what happened is... I trusted certain people. I thought that they were going to deliver. I promised my leadership that, yes, my relationship is coming through. They're going to deliver. And then it, they did they ended up not delivering for various reasons that had nothing to do with me. It had about them and the situation they were at. How it backfired on me that I told my leadership, yes, I have that person inside. That person is going to help. And it ended up not helping. Again, not by any malicious reasons, but just because it didn't work out. That's how it backfired on me. So I've learned how to manage my messaging to ensure that um, you have to sell outside, you also have to sell inside. So when I sell inside, I learned how to manage that in a better way than I've done in the past. So that's the lesson I got. But relationships, they've been pretty good for me so far. Okay. So let's talk practical. Okay. Uh, let's say that creating the relationship we can, we can pass that. I think most, most people know how to do some sort of first engagement, how to reach out to people. That's something that we talk about a lot in this episode. So okay. let's go to the next step, which I think is more challenging. How do you develop, first of all, like, like you said, a really good relationship and not just knowing a person? And relationship based on trust. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you create a relationship based on trust? And afterwards, we also talk about how to maintain it. But let's talk about the first steps first. So, it's really simple. Do, is there a good energy? And I know this is, again, we're business, and business is very practical. Mm-hmm. But we already know that energy between people and connection between people, that's relationship between a couple. It's the energy that between them. And so I always look for that energy. Do I feel some sort of positive energy or from that person? Good, good vibes. That's what people good say. Good vibes. vibes. Yeah. And, and yes, it's voodoo, but do I, I look for that? I look, you know, is there something about that person that I like? And we start exploring that. And, and I see, does that person feel the same about me? And how you do it is you're starting to engage in a conversation. And, and in a conversation, you go into corners. Okay, did I hit this corner? Do I, can I navigate left, right? And that's how you learn. It's about a conversation. Tell me about you. Where are you from? What have you done? This is what I've done. Oh, you like animals. I love animals too. So you go personal. I, super. It's, it, it, relationship is personal. It's all about a relationship. It's personal. It has to be personal. And of course, there are certain boundaries that you put in place, but... You have to open up. You cannot be, you cannot close yourself up and say, hey, this is what I have. Do you want it? It's great. Everybody says it's great. Yes, the product is great, but there's so many other factors around that. So for me, it's very personal. And once I engage with someone, I very quickly, 
and it's it's basic. It's it's basic relationships between people. Is there chemistry? Or there's no chemistry. And if there's chemistry, excuse me, we we explore that further because we're as individuals. That's what we seek. We seek companionship. We don't seek isolation. And so once you realize there's somebody on the other side who's seeking the same, you're starting to speak and you're just starting to engage and learn about them. You share about you. And then you realize you open up. Do they open up? Do they open up more or less? It's a dance that you have to do. It's like a waltz where you Mm -hmm. have to understand the people. It's the same thing. It's all about that. It's understanding who's on the other side. And once you're engaged, you understand, okay, we like each other and there are certain common things. Maybe it's about the kids first. Usually kids are easy. Or certain hobbies. I like fishing. I, I love traveling around the world. I love nature, wildlife. I do sometimes things that are a little bit uh, off the charts. Some people like them, some people don't. So you start engaging and realize where there are points of engagement. And from that point, that's when things develop. In fact, one of the best relationships I have in business is with somebody um, that our initial interactions, actually I have a couple of those. Uh, they were actually very tight, very challenging initially because they were based on business. But we both realized that we have something to provide each other on the business side, but this head-to-head is not going to work out. So we both took a step back. I realized on my side, I had to be much more open because I was on the selling side. They were more on the client side. So I had to be a little bit more open. And I have some really, really great relationships that have been long-lasting, that have moved from multiple companies. And, and, and in fact, one of the things that uh, for years I've been doing, I've been going to Mobile World Congress. Mobile World Congress, uh, prior to the pandemic, has been one of the key global events when it comes to technology. Um, and initially, uh, we used to all stay in hotels. But throughout the years, I've met this great bunch of people. Uh, and we ended up saying, why do we need to stay in a hotel? Let's really enjoy ourselves. And so we ended up renting these beautiful places right on the beach, these apartments that we would all come together. We would have people from South Africa. We'd have people from the States, from Israel, from Russia. And it was just a great group of people. And, and then they, other people ended up coming more. We had these beautiful parties because it was all about this relationship. We realized it wasn't about business. And then during these events, that's when business happens because at the end of the day, business gets done in seconds. Um, and so I am a very, very big fan of, of relationships and relationship is what keeps you, what helps you to survive, especially challenging times such as this. So I'm curious, what you're describing here uh, sounds great, mm-hmm. but doesn't it matter the moment money comes in? It does, but when the money comes in, the money just says, okay, great. I like what you're selling. Please sell it to me. Now take care of me. You know, let, ensure that your product does what it does. And that's when, that's, that's even when the relationship comes in deeper because what happens if something goes wrong with your product? The person who just bought it, their career is at stake. Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that even when challenges happens, you still have their back and they know that they have, that you have their back. And so because of this relationship, I'm able, for example, 
to relay that to my team and to my leadership and my management saying, look, this is somebody who trusted us. And, and don't forget, the earlier part of my career was in startups. And with startups, there's always challenges. Even though you have transformational, groundbreaking products, as you know, with technology, anything can go wrong. But it's that relationship and that comfort level that the other person knows that even they paid a lot of money, that we still have their back. And we said, no, because of the contract, you're, you know, we're bound by the contract. You have to go many times above and beyond, especially when you're in startups. And I think also when you come into big business, those relationships are super important to ensure that the other side feels comfort and gives you the time to correct what you're doing instead of just holding you to the contract because contracts are very clear. Mm -hmm. So you never had, a, like, it never happened to you that you you were a friend with someone and you come to the negotiation part mm -hmm. and it messed up your friendship, basically? No, it didn't because we knew what we were walking into. We knew that we were going to negotiate. That person has a stake that they need to manage. I have a stake that, we, that I need to manage. When you have a relationship, you can, you can put it all up front and say, look, this is what I need. What do you need? And I got to a point where I, got, where I understood that The product worked well, and it was a budget issue. And then we had to decide, and they had to decide if they needed to make concessions and because of the trust. At that point, it was, okay, I have this product, I have that product. This product might be a little bit challenging, but I have somebody who I can trust versus going to a bigger company where I'm now dealing with a salesperson, tech support, and contracts. Totally different thing. And so mm -hmm. that's where the relationships happen. And then the negotiation also, again, it's a friendly negotiation. And in, and in some cases, you do end up going into a negotiation. And it happened to me. I had a huge deal. And it was a great relationship, but it was two huge companies. I was in a very big company. That was a very big company. And, and, and at certain points, you know, your relationship, when it comes to this type of negotiations, your relationship can take you so far because the other implications, then you just need to deal with that. It's just like when you're arguing with a friend or, or a partner and say, you're in a relationship, you'll argue, you might get upset with each other, but you still move on. But you understand the parameters. So even though I did end up losing deals, even though I had excellent relationship, that relationship didn't get hurt. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, again, my challenge was always to manage my leadership, knowing that they know that I had the relationship And they were hoping that my relationship would bring us across the finish line, but there's so many implications. Okay. And in what part do you take the contract in? Because I know that a lot of people, the moment that you, uh, that when lawyers intervene, mm -hmm. that's where things get messy. The details. The details, that's the paperwork. Right. That's right. I, I know that well, I'm a pretty emotional person. Okay. So because I'm emotional, I usually I prefer a lawyer to go over my documents. Yeah. Just because it's not my specialty. Yeah. So when I do it, a lot of times it creates a negative response on the other side. Okay. So I want you to share your yeah. experience. So I that. actually have a really good story. So okay. I have with this really, with this. So that's when I understood lawyers for the first time. Um, we were a startup. We were dealing with a very big conglomerate. They liked our product or the, the buyer really liked our product. 
Um, but they were a big company and we were a startup. And so basically he said to me, look, so I w- we were negotiating the contract. So the lawyer goes, look, we're a big company. You're a small company. I'll give you three things. Take, this is our contract. You have to play with our contract. You have to work through our contract. I'll give you three things to negotiate. Choose whatever you want to do. And so we had to take the contract, think very carefully what we wanted to do. What are those three things that we needed to negotiate? And it was a great, it was a great lesson because you can't push through everything that you need. Mm-hmm. You have to come to some sort of balance. And that lawyer taught me something, gave me a great lesson. And the lesson was, you can't push for everything. You can try, uh, but you also need to read who's on the other side and how much leeway they're going to give you until you're going to actually break that. It's not the trust, but break their um, um, their time. You know, they have a certain time that they need to work through. If you can get through or the areas that you're stuck on, are you know, you're not willing to give up on them, uh, you might lose the deal. And so that gave me a great lesson, and and, and I ended up as a startup doing a, a deal with a big company. I always look for those. What are those three things that us as a startup are a non-starter for us? Identifying those and addressing this gave us also uh, a lot of peace and comfort. That walking into the deal, we are going into a deal. The deal is a very structured deal, but um, it's not only about them. They did give us the leeway to play around. And again, it's negotiation. In negotiation, it's about logic. Mm-hmm. Or at least the other person, you understand the other person, you understand their challenges, they understand the challenges, and they understand the risk at stake, and they, they weigh it out. And so, to me, lawyers are fine as long as I, I need to understand where I stand in this deal. What are my parameters? Once I know my parameters, I can then negotiate in a better way no matter what is coming to me in a, in a certain, and sometimes there's, there, you don't have leeway and then you have to make a choice. Am I willing to do that? And then I say, okay, if I do that, is the person on the other side that I have a relationship with, will they take care of me? Something goes wrong. So I have then to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I might have to have a conversation with that person. Yeah, it's, it makes it so human. <laughs> <laughs> it is human. Because it is human. Yeah, because it sounds we're, like we're, it. We're human. We're people. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, this is real. It's, you know, it's not digital. We're human. There's logic. There's emotions. You can lose deals on emotions too. It's It happened many times to most of us. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But we live in a human world. It's digital as our world is. At the end of the day, the decisions are made by humans. Yes, it's moving to algorithms. But when it comes to certain aspects of contracts and deals, it's people. I see what you're saying. Okay, so we talked about building a relationship. Let's talk about maintaining it. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's okay. actually my be- the best part because, because at that point, and this is what I, is, I love that, because you're dealing with friends. Okay. That's it, you know? So that's the beautiful part because you're now hanging out Maintaining it, it's not main, it's not maintaining it anymore. It's not about maintaining it, it's about relationship and friendship. And as I told you, how we maintained it, that when we went to Mobile World Congress, we always ended up renting an apartment together, a few different companies. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's what we did. We created, you know, we ended up many times doing our own dinners instead of going all these networking dinners. And guess what? Everybody wanted to come to our dinners. Why? Because it was real. There was no bull. And it was it was about having fun. It was us enjoying each other. You get to know me. I get to know you. You bring your friends. I bring my friends. It's relationship. It's people. That's what we're all about. It's like, you know, sitting around the campfire in the old days. Mm-hmm. In the village, you know, in the villages in the old days, the way how before going to nightclubs or cafes, you would have a campfire. People would sit around the fire. They would sit, drink, eat, talk, smoke. And it's the same thing. And, and, and the maintenance is about just having a really good time with your friends, being really being real and honest. And of course, the business comes in and you talk about it, but it's not the main thing or if you guys are really committed to business, then you start brainstorming together and coming with super creative solutions to break that. And that's part of the bonding experience. And I've seen that. I've seen that where from an idea that happened somewhere, an actual business happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure you've asked many entrepreneurs and business people that tell you the same at the end of the day, that the maintenance of it is just by hanging out with people that you like. And there's nothing better in life to hang out with people that you enjoy, right? I agree. <laughs> yeah. But I guess there's also a limit of how many friends you can have. Yes, exactly. And I think the older you get, uh, it does shrink. That pool does shrink. Um, and and you're right. I do have a core group of friends, but I know so many people. And so what happens, again, because your business relationship, they come from this uh area of trust, from the focus of trust, you can pick up the phone after years and said, hey, you know, there's this company that I know that I think you should really meet. And they said, okay, cool, I trust you. Send them over. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you're a young company, you're knocking on somebody's door and they don't know you. It doesn't matter what a great product you have. So it's about those relationships. Can I, you know, and so Many times I ended up working with startups and said, hey, can you help us out? Because we know LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great because people see who is in your network or they want to. And it works great because there is a trust. So even somebody that you haven't seen for years, they remember that last interaction, which was positive. They'll open it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happened to me actually times where I ended up uh, in my last company um, and and there were people that I knew from previous lives. And so the ability even to work in that company, within that company, is much easier. We said, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Dory. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, you can trust him. Let's go. And it just makes life easier. When Or if somebody refers someone to me, said, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Of course, come on, let's go, let's talk. And it just makes life easy. And that's, that's flow of business. That's the flow of business, trust and relationships. Beautiful. Now, the topic of this conversation is during crisis. Mm -hmm. So we talked about friendship. We talked about trust. Did it ever happen to you that a friend, well, a business partner, a friend, Mm -hmm. says, um, yeah, I would love to work with you, but it's bad time, bad period. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing. You have to, there's nothing you can do if they say they can't. You need, you, you, it's business. Business is not personal. Business is not personal. It's personal. The relationship is personal, but business is not personal because the business might have different agenda, the different uh, requirements, different priorities that I might not be able to supply my friend who sits in the other side, even though I think that they are. 
you know, deals can, and especially the bigger the deals with bigger companies, they can be very uh, intricate and there are other implications that I am not aware that they're dealing with with other vendors or other leaders that they just can't do that because of certain aspects of business. And you just need to, to trust that when they say no, that's the best that they can do. And you move on, you maintain the relationship and you always come back to it. It's never, a door is never closed. If you're a salesperson and you shut the door closed, that's it. If you can't sell, if, if you're going, let's say if I met you, mm-hmm. I was selling, I was trying to pitch something to you. You didn't like it. You said no. And I said, okay, see you later. Um, there's nothing there anymore. And then maybe a few years after, I see you, hey, Maytar, so you just moved to another company and, you know, I'm in this company. I think this was great. But if you remember, ah, yeah, Dory, he was just a sales guy. He just tried to sell me something, didn't work out, shut the door, said goodbye, never heard back from him, whatever. I'll, I'll consider only if it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the distinctions that you need to keep an eye on. So what, what do you do differently? Like instead of shutting the door. You you just maintain the relationships. If you like someone, you like someone. It's just about, you know, so you say every now and then you check in, you say hi, you have a call because I'm a people's person. I love to just speak and, and, and I love, I have, I'm lucky that I have this international network so I can call my friend in Australia and say, hey, what's going on? How is life? But you can't call everybody. You can't like call there, everybody. There is a limit of time eventually. Yeah, but you maintain that. You don't need to speak to them every month. You can speak to them, you know, once every few months or once every half a year. Just mm-hmm. maintain, again, if you like them and there is a connection. And you know what? It happened that I've been in relationships with people in business. They were great. We both ended up going to different places. We reconnected after a few years. Great. In fact, um, somebody I worked with many, many years ago called me. Uh, said, hey, Dory, I'm just moving to your company. I said, great, let's do business together. Let's start working because that relationship was already in place. I knew his skills. I knew what he could provide. He knew my skills. He knew what I could provide. And we started selling together in our company, in this company that we both uh, ended up in. Yeah. So it's just about, again, it's the impact that you create and you provide at that moment and how do you carry that forward? Mm-hmm. So what is your advice for people that are not people's people? You have to develop your personal IQ. Unless, and if you know that you're not a people, people people's pe- person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then definitely don't get into areas where people are important. So um, don't get into sales. Sales is about, uh, and especially the bigger the sales, it's about relationships. And so don't go into areas that you know that personally you're not good at. Focus on something where you feel much more comfort, comfortable and stay there and work your way through that. And so I very rarely did I find salespeople who were not social. I found bad salespeople who were just, you know, they didn't have the right personality because people thought think sales is easy. Sales is not easy. Uh, some cases it is, but, you know, most cases it's not easy, and especially in this world where there's so many flavors for one thing, it's not that easy. And so you always have to find that spark. And if you can, if you know that you don't have that spark, you, you have to move on. And I've, I've had people who work for me that they were great people. They wanted to be in sales because they wanted the money. 
but their personality just didn't allow them and they had, they had to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to come to terms with, yeah, that makes with sense. who you are. Because you know, we need, the best way to live life is to, to live within your skin and with your parameters, with who you are and knowing who you are, which I know is challenging to begin with anyway. <laughs> you know, that's our quest to know who we are as people. Yeah. But at least understand what works and what doesn't work for you. Okay, we need to finish soon. Okay. Uh, so before we do, is there anything that is like your biggest tip, your biggest advice, something that you can give the viewers that will be like, yes, thank you. That was big for me. If you're going into sales or business development, know that people's skills are key. And, and so if you, do you like hanging out with people? Do you like talking to people? And when you talk to people, talk to them. Don't just bullshit them, but talk to them stuff that's relevant. And so the best advice that I can give is understand who you are first in the best way you can. Again, considering all the challenges and we have a lot of challenges in life. Understand and see if this role is actually good for you. Because when you are in sales or business development, it's about a lot of it is about the product, but I believe a big part of it or the most, the people that I've seen who are the most successful are the people with the people skills. Because at the end of the day, and if you sense, and if you, if you know that you want to develop that, you can certainly develop that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are coaches, a lot of companies now, coaching is something that many years ago was not, uh, as popular, but in today's world, it's actually popular. And so if there is a will, there is a way. Mm-hmm. So if you think that, you want to do it and you believe you can do it and you need help. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of tools around that, but also know yourself. Know yourself and know what works best for you as an individual and not putting yourself in a challenging situation because I've seen way too many times salespeople who shouldn't be, who shouldn't be selling because they just don't have that in them. It's just not part of their personality, which is fun going into. And of course, it's challenging. It's challenging for them. It's challenging also for the people on the other side. And in today's world, and I keep on saying, same product, different flavors, you have to come with something a little bit different. I love it. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And thank you guys for listening or watching this episode. It really, it strikes me every single time how much people tell us that business is about money. And every time I speak to actual successful business people, it's all about the people, which is absolutely inspiring. And at least for me, it's also kind of heartwarming. So (laughs) I had a lot of fun. Thank Thank you you so much. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Bye, guys. Ciao.